0: Okay, so we are holding by Sif Hay. Uh, We we went through an extensive discussion already on this idea of this comparison between Yom Kippur and Purim. We understand that we're not focusing so much on the actions of the Jew, but we're talking about the etzim of the Jew, right? We discussed the idea of what makes a Jew Jewish. Is it that fact that he does Torah Mitzvahs versus not doing Torah Mitzvahs, or is it something more. And what we brought up is that it's completely not the idea of whether he does Torah mitzvahs or not, but it's that the etzim, he's a yid, no matter what. And this is what causes when Yom Kippur comes along, right? The Jewish person experiences that shining of the etzim and the shama, and it causes him to want to do tshuva, right? Now, on Purim, <coughs> unlike Yom Kippur, where Yom Kippur, we have to do tshuva, Right, in order to uh, cause the kapara to happen. And even the kapara that happens, we're saying, is not uh, on as many, uh, in many, as many places as, um, as uh, in, in Purim. On Purim, however, what we're saying is that it's a, a voda of simcha. Simcha, the union of that the adzim and the shama, is shining, and this causes a clearing up of everything. That's what we said. So we had to understand that uh, a big question that came out, why? Because we're saying that the reason for this happening is the idea of the gayra. That's the reason why this is happening. When we brought up a question in the Ha'ara, is that you're telling me that the whole union is because of the gayra that's taking place, right? Uh, On the other hand, we understand that what? We understand that, in fact, it's not because of the gayral that's taking place. That it, it's because of Messiris Nefesh that's taking place. So which is it, right? So really, in essence, what we're asking is a little bit of a, a deeper question. Is it that we have to do something on this day in order to make it happen? Or is it that it just happens automatically? That's really the essence the, the of that question, okay? So in order to understand this, we're going to now we're going to start shifting uh, gears a little bit, but not exactly yet. But essentially, we have to get to our uh, bigger question, which we discussed in the first chapter: is if we're saying that the main issue here, the main incredible thing that happened here, is this idea of the idea of the girl, and that's what's causing all this uh, this incredible effects to go on. Uh, we have to take a step backwards and see, like, what exactly was the girl? So we understand in the avoda of of yom kippur, the girl was a one of the events in the avoda of the day, right? In other words, it was definitely a major avoda of the day. It talks about it all around in the mishnah and the gemara, and right that it had the two goats and we picked one and there was another one, right? That was for sure a major part of the avoda, but it wasn't the only a part of the avoda. That wasn't the only avoda of the day, right? There was the idea of going into put, you know, light up the incense in the, in the, in the Holy of Holies. It was the idea of the sprinkling of the blood and this blood and the par's blood and the goat's blood and the mixing the blood together, all the different things that were going on over there. One of the aspects of the avoda of Yom Kippur was this idea of the gayral, right? Masha Enkin, what we're saying is that, no, Purim is called Purim because of the gayral. Because of the gayral, it's called Purim. So you have to say that that is the real Major, that is the thing. That is it. That is the, evotive, that is the whole story. That's, that's the main event, so to speak. And maybe you could say that's the reason why on Purim, seemingly the, the, the effects of the goyro play a much higher role than maybe the effects of the goro on Yom Kippur. But if you take a step back and we say, wait a minute, what was the idea of the Goro? Who did the goyro on Purim? It was part of the plan of Haman Harasha. That was the one that you know like what, what was he thinking all right so let's that's where we have to start to get towards segueing to. so let's start with hey sai Lahabin. we have to understand lafiha now who so so this is what we said before okay so what's going on through the pouring the pulling of the poor we are reaching to the bala rotson okay so we are reaching to the es itself that's what we're getting to not dependent upon uh, our actions not dependent upon our speech not dependent upon our thoughts we're talking about getting to the etzim himself right and going to the highest levels in hashem in order to be able to to go beyond our our outer aspects aspects of a relationship and through this fact that we are able to reach to this highest levels right Apparently, what happened was it was able to atone for all the things that were not appropriate. right? So what's the question, Ariel? What was Haman thinking? What was Haman thinking? Simple question. We just spent four chapters explaining how this is the most amazing thing that ever happened. Here it is, we're able to get to the Baal himself, we're able to go beyond. In other words, with a relationship with someone, right, we were saying before, as a yid, is the relationship between me and God, God and I, based on the fact that I do Torah mitzvahs, in which case, the more Torah mitzvahs I have, the better relationship on, in Ahi for sure. And if I don't do mitzvahs in Torah, God forbid, or, you know, we'll call Ruvein doesn't do Torah mitzvahs, so there's no relationship at all. He's bichlal, not Jewish, maybe. Right? We said, no, that's not what the story is. That ad it's not what he does that makes him Jewish, it's who he is that makes him Jewish. So even if a person never did a mitzvah in his entire life, the fact that he has... He has a godly soul. The fact that he's a Jew, that's his relationship with God. Now, how do you get to that level? It's like we said before in the mushal. He has to go outside of the classroom all the way to the principal's office, right? All the way to the place where he makes the rules. <coughs> go to the Bala Rotsen. The most incredible level. So what in the world was Haman thinking? Haman here, he's trying to attack the Yidden, trying to destroy Has V'shalom, the Yidden, right? And so therefore, he says, let's go to the highest level. What do you mean, let's go to the highest level? If you were to say, okay, like, like, what level should we go to? You know, I would think let's go to the lowest level. Why the lowest level? He's over here at the lowest level on the level of like, like the classroom, going back to our muscle from, the, from a few days ago. It's, you look, does he follow the rules? Yes. If he doesn't follow the rules, okay, he gets d- detention. Right? <laughs> so let's take a look. Let's see what happens. Are they even following the rules? Okay. If they're not following the rules, okay. So let's give them detention. Atten- not go to the highest level. Kapish, You understand the question? Okay. Let's go. So he says like this. What's the what's the uh, what's the focus point here of this sentence? The name. Ha. Meaning what? Good. Why why? Uh, you know why? Why, Levy? Because um, it talks about the it, uh, poor itself, and that which poor. The one that was taken for. Oh, Dafka, water. the one of Haman. Right, we're not talking about in general the concept of a goyil here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about that goyil. That's the one we're talking about, right? The hapur beheya yediyah kaiyah hapur shenem alif I knew hapur shehi Haman. We're not talking about a general concept of Gairal, a general concept of this. We're talking about that particular poor. We know that the poor that Haman threw was dafka, something that was not a positive thing. Right. So it's 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 a segued question, a similar idea. Right. Number one, what was Haman thinking to try to reach this level? Number two is uh, dafka. The name of the holiday is on that poor on that exact event. That's where we're celebrating. That's the etzema of, of the whole story of Purim. That's what we're saying here, right? Harayah, that's why it's called Purim, right? It should have been called like uh, Esther, <laughs> Mordechai. I don't know, maybe it should have been called La Yehudim Ha'isa or Vesimcha. I don't know, what, what, what are we gonna call it? We'll call it, you know, but why are you calling it on that? Obviously, the reason why we're calling it on that is because that is the holiday. That's what we're celebrating, right? So, the idea of this is mitzada so levels of the the very, very mind-boggling statement here. Ariel, what is he saying here? What's what's this? such so a mind-boggling statement here? You got it? Okay. Yeah, lady what's what's blowing our minds that with this statement? If they're the opposite of Tzaddikim, they are full with mitzvahs as a pomegranate. Okay, so what does that tell me, though? What, what's in the kuda? That even though they might not be the um, Tzaddiki mm-hmm. they're still very good people true but what's in the kuda of the point Yitzhak what? Is, oh okay Ariel inside the the Yidn get the Igrashla so that tells me what so within Yishtashlis someone has no chance oh even against the Yidn you don't uh, very there. fascinating idea that Rabbi brings here that inside the normal state of being the Yidn will always win that's what he's saying here. Have to go ahead so, we have to. That's, that's where we're going to get to. But wait a minute. How could that be? We just said, if you're going to look at it from the classroom level, the teacher has to implement the rules, right? So the teacher has a set of rules that the principal gave him, right? The kid is chewing gum in class, and he's talking, and he's throwing spitballs at his friend, right? So, so what is the teacher going to do? The teacher says, I'm sorry. Hey, you... Get out of the classroom, right? Detentions, uh, make him write a thousand times. I will not throw spitballs at my friends in class. I don't know, whatever it is, right? There's, there's a, there's a classic cause and effect situation that's taking place here. So, this is a mind-boggling concept here that he's saying here. Why is it such a mind-boggling concept? Because he, he took it a step further. He's saying that even someone that is throwing spitballs here which we thought that that was like, you know, that, uh, that, that's what we're talking about, so therefore they're for sure going to lose, right? He's saying even if you look at it, mitzad Seidur Yishtal Shlus, the Yidin are still going to win. Why are they still going to win? Because you have to say that as much as a person might be uh, involved in shtusim, in nonsense, right? You have to say that he's really involved in lots of positive things as well. And we have to say that the, the, the scale of the positive is always going to win out over the negative. Right? That's an amazing idea. So much so that what we see from this is that who realized this point? Who realized this point? Hamana Rasha. Hamana Russia realized this point. That's mind-boggling. That's wild. That even he realized this point. Like it says, right in the pasuk that says what, that he looks down from his like very high level place, holy place in Hashemayim, uvorech es amcha He blesses the Yidden. She metzad shamayim, Hashemayim, Hashemayim him, Hashemayim v'mayim hu chachmat reishis da'aslos nishpaim brachas leYisrael. That's the idea. From the Inyan of Chachma, the Inyan of Chachma, which is the beginning of Sayyidalshlus, the Brachas go to the end. let's look at footnote number thirty-five, see if it adds anything for us. What does that mean? The shame am al Hefecha so what what is the Rebbe adding here at this point? This is a mind-boggling idea. What is he saying here? What's his what's his footnote telling me? No, What is this what is his telling me? This is a new idea. A, a a defense of what he said. This is a question on what he said. What is this? A support. A kasha. Then what do you say? It's a support. What's a support? Explain it to me. That a yid doesn't have to be a tzaddik to get the igrashba. How do we see that? It unifies the am. Oh. People are just am. So he says, right, in the pasuk, varek es amcha es yisrael. Right, the italics is, is es amcha. That even if they're holding only by the level of am, which is in general not the most favorable description, Right, even if it's only on that level of Am, nevertheless, they still get the Bracha. They still get the Bracha. <coughs> wow. So that is fascinating. So now he says, V'keivan Shagam Hamana rasha Yada. That since Hamana Russia he also knew shal kol ha-kitrugim. Shekutrogal Yisrael ein shum dimyon beinol lebein Yisrael. She lachain mitzad hadargas haishol soz ein shayek shehaman arasha yinatze chas v'sholom es Yisrael shegam pchoisim shebehem Yeah, translate this. No, Ariel. Haman knew that even after all the katrugim, mm-hmm. he still has no comparison to Israel because he's a rasha. Is it because he's a rasha? Well, he's a Russian, they're all today Right? Why is it Harasha? in italics? In italics, interesting. Right? Is it because the union of Russia versus Sadiq? I don't know. Interesting, interesting. But the nikuda here is what? The nikuda here is that even he knew that that despite all the attacks that, that all the nations have had on the Yidin over the, all the centuries, right? Uh, they constantly lose. Baruch Hashem, right? So Haman was not an idiot. Haman was a very, very uh, brilliant person, and he realized that he, if he wanted to accomplish something, he had to change the, change the strategy, let's put it that way. The strategy up until that point in time. We also know Haman was a very big macher. right? He was a very big uh, in spirituality, and he understood Right, the spiritual things. Is Keshuf a sort of magic? It is magic, right? All involved in all these types of stuff, right? And therefore lachein he peel poor who ha goiro. Why? The cave on the Shibadraga Sh the La Mail Mishta's Gairo Ain Maisa Tachtenim Taifis Sham. So what is he saying? Kahashika. What he's saying is what he's saying is is that that let's get to, let's get to a point that goes beyond hishtal Because what do we know about the or makif? We know about the union of or pinimi, we know the union of or makif, right? Pinimi is makif, right? What's the example of makif? What's the example of something that's like that? Is the idea of the sun shining, right? The sun shining. The sun shines uh, on the, right? The, fam- the famous example is the sun shines on the palace and the sun shines on the garbage heap. And which one does it shine on more? The same thing, right? doesn't take into consideration that this is a garbage heap and this is a palace. It's the same thing, same amount, right? That's the nekuda of the sun shining, right? Masha Enkin, if you're talking about, let's say, so a doctor, right? A person comes to a doctor and the doctor has to look at the person and see what is wrong with this person. And he has to give an individualized medicine for this person in order to make this person better. Right? So he's taking into consideration that exact person. That's what he's trying to do. That's mitzad the, the union of Hashba panimius, Right? But Hashba in the way of makiv is a totally different story. Hashba in the level of makiv is this idea that he's going to go beyond Seder Equally divided. Not equally divided. Equally divided. No distinction. Distributed. Distributed. Distribution is a complete distribution without any regard for where it's going. Right? So at that level, like we see in Tehillim, it says, right, which means like it's dark, like it's light, with two chafadimions, which implies that neither one is greater than the other. So he that you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach to such a level that everything is equal. If I could get to that level where the actions of the of the lower levels are not going to make an impression, right? So there, at that level, oh, that's where I could have, maybe I have a chance. That's what, he, that's what his thought process was. Right? So that's what he did. Right? Right? So he thought, let me reach to such a level. Let me reach to the level that is beyond Seder beyond distinction, right? I know I have no chance in Seder Let me reach to such a level, and therefore, boom, I'll be able to chaperayin. I'll be able to win. I'll be able to accomplish over there. But how did he do that? How did he go there? This is the idea of the Gairo. This is what we've been talking about, right? So let me bring in... Something that is beyond not only Seichel, right? That's what we said in, in paragraphs, right, before in, in, in Gimel and dalit, right? Not only beyond Seichel, but beyond even Ratzun, right? All the way to the Bala Ratzun. All the way to the one who is the one that's choosing the Ratzun, right? Go beyond the Seder. Go all the way to the principal's office. If you go all the way to the principal's office, he can negotiate with you, discuss with you the rules. He's the one that made the rules, so he could change the rules. He doesn't have to follow any rules over there. You have open, right? This is what happens, right? You send someone to the principal's office and even though he might be a disaster in the class, he could make a develop a tremendous relationship with the principal. That's why the principal kid has such a powerful position that he could turn around a kid because over there he's beyond the rules. The teacher has to pay attention to the rules. He has to play according to the game. But if you go to the place that's making the game, so then everything can change. All, all bets are off. So therefore, even the worst kid could have the best relationship with the principal. And therefore, if he has the best relationship with the principal, there, it could change the kid around completely. You can make the kid into, in, into the most amazing thing. Right? That's the power of the principal. That's the power of the Baal HaRatzin. That's what we're aiming at. That's not we, I mean that, but that's what, that's what Haman had in mind. Right? that mitzad the game, I'm going to lose. So let me go beyond the game. Right? Fighter. ferig vov. So let's see if we could connect this to something that was said in a different place. So what does it say over there? Now, we're going to give like four different explanations to the word achashverosh here. Because now we're not only putting in Haman into this story, but we're now bringing in Achashverosh into this story. So let's see what it is, B'inyan Achashverosh. So certain ones of these ideas are on the highest level, and we're going to see how it can move down even to the lower level. right? And that's the jump in a certain sense that that Haman wanted to see happen, that we can go by reaching to the highest level, you could fall down to the lowest level. Right. Let's see it inside. The achash ve'roish who achash Right. So the, one of the one of the explanations here is is achash ve'roish. Chash who shtika. Chash is the idea of shtika, and he brings in, in in brackets here, like it says in the Gemara and Chagiga. Kadisa be'Chagiga, my chashmal etim chashus eitim malos. This is the idea of the angels. The angels <coughs> sometimes they're quiet and sometimes they're speaking. So, the question is, what does it mean that they're quiet? That means that they have nothing to say? No, much. they have they 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 have, have, have what to say. It's just that what? Uh, revelation too big. The revelation okay. is so big from the Abishthir that it is it is mivataling them, it's nullifying them. And so, therefore, it's ending up in a state of silence. Why the state of silence? Because they're blown away by the revelation of Hashem that's taking place. When you're and therefore, what? When you're totally shocked at something, you're like. That's right, exactly, exactly, precisely. So, <coughs> so therefore, <coughs> excuse me. So therefore, we're talking about these two levels. Like it says, the shtika. Right? The shtika, the the idea of quietness is higher than the level of dibor. Mila Shtika betray. Like it says in the Gemara Megillah that what that sometimes right if you have a nice piece of information and you share it oh you get you're worth it for one coin but sometimes if you get to the level of silence oh so therefore level of silence is two coins be quiet two coins for that the the right the source of debor comes from right however the idea of shtika is the idea of caster which is above Chachma. The fence for for is being quiet. Right? So the same thing here with the idea of chashmal is the idea of the quietness, right, is a higher level that it's higher than the idea of noise. The seag right? The idea of seag is the idea of a of fence and makif, something that surrounds it. which is Keser above chachmah. So we can connect this. In Mad the Isab what it explains in the Medrish? So what does it say in there? That Achashverush is always referring to a That is always referring to a Kodesh Baruch the beginning and the end is his, right? So now we're bringing, like the second idea. We can connect these two explanations of Achashverush. That it's Chash and Mal, the idea of speaking. Is, uh, spe- uh, quiet Rosh is talking the idea of Achashverosh the idea of Achris v-reishis. we're talking about really we're talking about Hashem so we're reaching about a level of Hashem right that is right above everything because the idea is Kesser. The idea of going beyond like we said before, right? we've said many times the idea of saiviv. Saiviv means makiv. Saiviv means makiv. What does it mean? It means infinite. It means what? <coughs> it means the beginning and the end are completely equal. It means that what is closer to infinity? Five or a billion? Nothing. They're all equidistant. It's irrelevant. Right? So this is the idea that, that he was trying to reach such a high level. Let's go weiter. You have to understand. But Gemara, in the Gemara, in Megillah it says, Is the Achashvarish who al shame Yisrael Another titre it goes through if you if you read it's very interesting. The Gemara Megillah over there on Dafjud Aleph, That's where it starts basically the um the uh, in Yakov, right? The whole the whole stories of the Megillah and all explanations goes through like whatever, I don't know, five, ten different explanations of the word Achashvarish. So one of the explanations over there is that he made black may darken the face of of the Yidden in his times. And the idea of making black explains there like a pot that you put on a stove. And when you put it on a stove a lot of times, the pot, it turns the pot black. Right? So it was it made it, it made it very difficult for them. So how could we possibly put these two uh, explanations together? On the one hand, you're telling me we're talking about the highest level, the union of Makkiv, the union of Sayyid I mean the Indian of... Right, that it's all right on a level of beyond Seder Ishtalshus to the level that what that says, no, this is Achash is the idea of making the Eden's life impossible or bad in that time. So, how do you do it? So, the idea is it makes a lot of sense. Why? So, because of the idea of that it's talking about a level of saiviv, which is the idea of the talshus. So at that level, like we said before, light and dark are equal. Yeah? So the level of shtika, which is the chash, which is the higher level. Right? From the higher level then, right? The idea of keser, which is above the level of the hishtal shalos. So the point is as follows, right? That you have two different levels. You have a level of shtika that is coming from the level of bitl that is and from there right we know that everything from above could come down below right so we see that the things that are the lowest levels down here are really coming from the highest levels above right the famous muscle that always hasidus talks about is that if you knock down a wall right so the bricks that were on the top wind up landing furthest away from the base of where the wall was, right? So the same thing here. You have a level of shtika that is the idea of bitl, the idea like we brought before with regards to the malachim that were bitl. And then you can have a level of shtika that is lower than ishtals, lower than the, the lowest level. It fell from the top all the way to the bottom. What is that? This is the idea of a is in a state of helam namely helam in a way of concealment that's the idea of the opposite of gilui if gilui is the idea of dibor right so you are talking about two levels of of shtika if dibor is gilui so you can have a level that's above the gilui because it's coming from such a high level that it can't come out into gilui and then you can have a level that's lower than gilui because what because it's so concealed it's so hidden it's so much in Gulus, right that it doesn't work, right, it doesn't come out, so we get from the highest level all the way down to the lowest level, that's what we're talking about here, and that's exactly what the Nikuda, what he wanted to see happen, right, the Nikuda of what Harman wanted to try to attempt to do is that it should go, go, get to the highest level, right, and from the highest level we could drop all the way down to the lowest level. That was the idea. Right, Alma. said like the idea that a, a sheep. It talks about a sheep very often. It brings this example: a sheep when it's being uh, uh, the sheared. Right, when they're taking the wool off the sheep, the sheep just sits there like a little uh, baby. You know, it doesn't say anything. Very quiet. Doesn't doesn't make any noise. Like a little nothing. Uh, right. The low mayor elishagama klipa very interesting idea brings two italics here right not only is the elokus not shining but the klipa is coming over the top and winning out over the elokus or concealing the elokus and making it be in such a way that the klipa is expressing itself as being the one in charge. Right, There could be a level of Eloquus. It's, 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 it's Behelem. Okay, Behelem, there's certain Eloquus. But then there could be what he's, it seems to be implying here because he's saying, not just the, that he's saying in the italics number one, that the low rakshah Eloquus ain't a mayor begil, ele klipa mesteris ala Eloquus. The klipa is, is so to speak, covering over it. Klipas noge shini krakash vaad im gimel klipas tumeis, which is roish. Namely, not only is it the klipa of klipas noiga, right, which is things that are, so to speak, permissible in this world, which we've learned many times before, that a person has to be careful also with klipas Noga that klipas Noga is not mean that it's neutral. It means it's still klipa, right? When you look at a stake, it's klipa. It's a klipa that you could elevate if you do the right things. But if you do the wrong things, it could drop you down. down. Right, that's right, right? There's other types of animals that, lobster, right? If you have a lobster, there's nothing you can do with it. So that's three klipas to But whether you're talking about a steak, a kosher steak, or you're talking about a lobster, right? They're both klipa. It's just the difference between the two is that the clipas noga, we have the potential to elevate if we do the right thing. In other words, if we put in the right code, right? It's like having Wi-Fi, right? There's Wi-Fi in the room. But if you don't have the code to the Wi-Fi, it's irrelevant that it's in the room. It's it's just gonna it's just gonna sit there, and you're not gonna be able to tune into it. Same thing here. If you don't do the right code in terms of what to do with your steak, it's also gonna stay klipa and adarab. like you said, it's gonna drop down. Yeah, mashia enkein three klipas to me is that we can't even we can't even get into that. We can't have to elevate right The lobster. You can't elevate even with the biggest brachas and even if you know every every. section of the whole Arizal, you're still not going to be able to elevate it, right? That's the way it is, right? But he says here that to the point that the achashverush part is not only reaching Klippas Noga, but it's even connected with the three Klippas Timaeus. So this was the goal of what Haman had in mind. Haman, what he had in mind is that he knows on on a normal playing field, he has no chance. So let's get to a different playing field. If we can get to the different playing field, at least there, I have a chance. That's what he had in mind. And that's the nekuda of the poor. The idea of the gairo. So now... What? Right, right, right. Exactly, right? So the idea is that that's what he had in mind. So now with that in mind, we are kicking ourselves and saying like, so what's the deal here? Right back to our original question. We're not going to answer it right now. We're going to work on the you know, go we'll have to go further in the Maimur, but the bottom line is so if that's really what the Kavana was behind what Haman had, so why are we calling this holiday Purim? And Dafka an hapur, that poor, that's the poor we're talking about. And to the point that this itself shows on the Etzim idea of what the whole holiday is about. That's what we have to figure out. All right, Mits Hashem to be continued.